Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your atlas. It's time for a story. Today's story is Leany and the Big Idea, Part 3, by William Stair. This is Part 3 in an ongoing series about Leany, her family, and their amazing caravan. If you haven't listened to Part 1 and 2 yet, go back and listen to those first. It'll make this one all the more enjoyable. This is a continuation of the story of Leany and the Big Idea. Leany and her family are on a road trip, visiting the area around Mount Shasta, California. She's traveling with Daddy, Mommy, and little brother Logan, who has just learned to crawl. Daddy has rented a mechanical marvel called the Caravan, the Helivan, the Aquavan, and the Submersivan. It can change from one form of transportation to another as needed by the family. They've been guided and assisted by the Weezer, Leany's name for a virtual assistant she thinks looks like a wizard. And just maybe, he is. At this moment, it is sunset, and they're riding across Shasta Lake in the Aquavan. Behind them, the beautiful volcano, Mount Shasta, reaches into the darkening sky. Daddy continued driving the aquavan until it was near the shore. He spied one little place where he thought he could bring the van right to the water's edge. Once there, the aquavan reverted to a regular ground van, and he drove into the little clearing. All around them were towering fir trees and great boulders. The little family hustled out of the van, eager to be on dry land after their day on and beneath the water of the lake. This is a perfect spot for us to camp, said Mommy. She was feeding Logan, who gurgled in agreement. I'll get out the camp stove and we'll have some supper ready in a jiffy, added Daddy. With the other three busy, Leany was on her own. She began to explore the clearing. At first, she thought there was no way out of it except by water. The big trees grew tight against the huge rocks, making a natural wall. As she walked, listening to the evening birds singing and the gentle shush of the air blowing through the fir needles, she came upon a tiny stream. It was so tiny that she could easily jump over it, and only a few inches deep. She followed the stream and soon came upon a spot where it flowed through a gap in the wall of stone and wood that surrounded the clearing. It was just big enough for her to slip through, and that's just what she did. Beyond the wall of rocks and trees, it was like a different world. She'd had to walk in the stream to get through the opening, but now the ground opened up and there was plenty of room. The trees were even bigger here, and the light was so low she had trouble seeing much. A trail ran next to the stream, which ahead ran over some rock as a tiny waterfall. 
moss hung from both trees and large overhanging rocks. Strange mushrooms lurked amid the nooks and crannies of the rock, barely visible in the dim light. This is a place of fairies, thought Lini. Just then, she heard her mother call her name, and even though she wanted to continue down the path, she turned and ran back. Where have you been, Lini? asked Daddy, when she appeared almost like magic from between the rocks and back into the clearing. We were worried. You mustn't run off like that. Go in the van and wash your hands. Supper's almost ready. Lini climbed into the van. Logan was sitting in his little playpen, playing with a toy rabbit and sucking on his pacifier. As she walked by, he thumped onto his tummy and then crawled to the net that made up the sides of the pen. Lini's eyes grew big as she yelled, Mommy, Daddy, Logan just crawled. Both the parents came running into the van. Lini pointed at Logan in his playpen, while the little guy spit out his pacifier and crowed like a little rooster. Then he crawled toward his parents so they could see he really could do it, a big grin on his face. Oh, my good little boy, cried Mommy, as she scooped Logan up and swung him up over her head. Daddy beamed with pleasure. Do you remember when you learned to crawl? He asked Lini. Of course, she didn't. The little family celebrated with hot dogs and baked beans for supper. It was one of Lini's favorites. That and pho, Vietnamese soup. But they didn't have any of that in the van. Even Theo the dog got a sausage as a treat. He ate the whole thing in the time Lini chewed one bite. And then he begged for another. After supper, Daddy started a small campfire, and they had s'mores and sang songs while Mommy bounced Logan on her knee. S'mores are a special campfire treat made from a gooey toasted marshmallow, a chocolate bar, and held together with two graham cracker pieces. Mmm. Theo had some too, but without the chocolate, which is dangerous for dogs. After the time around the fire, Daddy put it out with water from the lake, then everyone went into the van to get ready for bed. Mommy tucked Lini into her little bed in her little room, and the Weezer opened the roof so she could see the beautiful stars spread across the black sky. Her eyes grew heavy, and the stars seemed to fade as she neared sleep. Then suddenly, something big and wide flew over the open van roof, letting out a low, rumbling screech. What is that? thought Lini, suddenly wide awake. She got out of her bed and tiptoed into the hall. Logan was not in his pen. She quietly opened the door to her parents' bedroom. They lay there, snuggled under the covers and with Logan nestled between them. Daddy was snoring gently. So was Mommy, but louder. Lini didn't want to wake them for what was probably a dream. But was it a dream? She decided to investigate. Quietly, she made her way to the front of the caravan and slipped out the door. All was quiet except for the chirping of some insects. The sky was clear and filled with beautiful stars. A full moon was high in the sky, over some shorter mountains to the east of Mount Shasta. The light from the moon lit up the snow on Shasta's east side, 
while the west side remained in inky darkness. As her eyes got used to the dark, she noticed there was some light in the trees beyond the wall of rock that surrounded the clearing. Of course, she remembered how to get through that wall and carefully picked her way from the caravan to the spot where the small stream flowed into the clearing. Just as she was about to step into the water and across over into the forest itself, she felt something wet rub against her bare leg. She jumped. A little wine by her side told her it was just Theo, who must have awakened and followed her from the caravan. Go back, she whispered. But Theo only cocked his head and wagged his tail. Okay, come along, but be quiet. Theo was an infamous barker. Infamous means famous for something that is not good. The two of them slipped through the narrow opening and into the forest beyond. Following the path by the little stream, they could hear its gurgling waterfall ahead and see that the light was getting brighter. At one point, Theo began to growl, but Lini quickly shushed him. She listened carefully. There was the faint sound of voices ahead, coming from the brighter spot in the trees, but she couldn't make out any words, just grunts, neighs, and whistles. The ground was a little higher ahead, and the sounds were coming from beyond that. Theo was too big for Lini to pick up, but she grabbed him by his collar as she tippy-toed forward. Finally, she could just see over the ground, down into a small, clear spot below. A fire burned at the center of the clearing, and the little stream formed a pool to one side, before running on toward the Great Lake. Arranged around the fire were animals. They were chattering back and forth, but now that she was closer, she could make out what they were saying. A voice next to her said, This looks dangerous. I don't think we should go any farther. She looked down and realized it was Theo talking. She'd heard Theo make many sounds, but never actual human words. How can you be talking? She whispered. I always talk. You just never understand me. Neither do mommy or daddy, for that matter. At that moment, a deep, growling voice said, Who's out there? Show yourself. Don't make me come after you. All the other animal voices were immediately silenced. Uh-oh. Too late, whispered Theo. Lini stood up so she was visible. A huge grizzly bear rose onto its hind legs and motioned for her to approach with one mighty paw. Well, a small human is spying on us, he growled. Come down here, human, so we can see you better. His tongue came out and licked his lips in a most disturbing manner, and Lini began to think about her cozy safe bed in the caravan. Theo was probably right when he said it was dangerous. However, she was a brave little girl who knew if she was kind, nothing bad would happen. So she marched right down toward all the animals. Besides the bear, there was a deer, a porcupine, a wolf, 
a rabbit, a raccoon, a great heron, which Lini realized must have been what flew over her bedroom in the caravan, an eagle, a wild turkey, and various assorted smaller animals. The heads of several different fish stuck out of the pool, eyeing her with their lidless eyes that sparkled in the firelight. Just then, a coyote joined the group. Lini recognized all these animals from the many picture books her mommy and daddy read to her. You never know when learning will come in handy. The bear, who as the largest and most powerful of the animals seemed to be the leader, motioned for the others to make a place for Lini. This is where the story pauses, just for a week. I know that this is a cliffhanger, and I'm just as curious as you are to see what happens next. Why are all these animals gathered around a fire in a forest? The bear motioned for Lini and Theo to come over. Do you think... They'll let Lini join in to whatever they're doing? Well, never fear. When you come back next week for the next episode, Lini and the Big Idea, Part 4, all of these questions will be answered. I promise. This series... Lini and the Big Idea is written by William Stair and narrated by me, Carrie Coelho. I'm very grateful to my father, William, for writing all of these stories so that I can share them with you. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week. <laughs>